And hello, everybody. Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Uh, yes, we are on a different platform doing live on our YouTube channel this week. Uh, we had a few technical issues on the Facebook side of things, but we will definitely post this video up to Facebook as well for you guys. Uh, this week, we do have a special guest. But first of all, thank you guys so much for tuning in here on YouTube. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Haunting Live Podcast. If you're new here, we are a live streaming Haunting Live Podcast channel. And what we do is we interview different people each and every week that are in the paranormal field and talk to them about what they do. So this week we do have a special guest, but before we bring her on, just want to thank you guys for following us on social media as well. Notice lately that we do have a bunch of new guests here on our, our followers and um, people on Facebook and YouTube that have recently subscribed. So thank you so much for doing that. It helps us out a lot and um, we appreciate you guys following us and sharing our work on social media. If you're new here, uh, don't forget we do have an actual website as well if you'd like to check us out we're hauntinglightpodcast.com and you can check out all of our stuff on there as well but today we have a special guest uh, we're welcoming psychic medium eva and she's from brown city michigan and she's going to be talking to us today about what she does in the psychic medium work so let's bring her on here today hi eva hi. how are you hi trevor i'm doing fine uh, thanks very much for being here on haunting live i appreciate you taking your time today and joining us not a problem Always enjoy talking about this stuff. Yeah, so do we here at Haunting Life, and uh, that's what we do here. We do talk about anything in the paranormal field. So you're classified as a psychic medium, so tell us a little bit about how you got into that field. Well, um, it started out when I was a child, and I would have dreams that would come true. And of course, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as I grew older, it kind of faded away for a while, but then I got back into it. Um, I uh, met a couple in the mid-70s, um, Sheldon and Millie Blazier. They are from Muncie, were from Muncie, Indiana, and uh, they kind of got me into meditation. I did, uh, they taught me about channeling. They taught me how to uh, do readings, straight psychic readings, as well as cards, tarot cards, and uh, it kind of went from there and I apologize that's a dog in the background and uh went from there and then I uh moved to Detroit and of course Detroit has all kinds of things out there and I met a group called Michigan Metaphysical Society with uh, Saul and Elaine Lewis uh, Art and Irene Rosinski, Rys I believe and from there, I took classes with them. I learned how to do tarot. I learned how to do a little bit of numerology, a little bit of astrology, as well as straight psychic work. Um, 
And from there, I got involved in paranormal investigations. Oh, and I think one of the other things is I didn't mention earlier is the fact that I also worked with the police and uh, helping to do solve crimes type thing. So did all kinds of stuff. All right. Then from there, what got you into more deeper into the paranormal? What kind of area drew your attention? I'm more? sorry. Was, what kind of area drew your attention more to the paranormal field? Was it the tarot or was it the investigating or what got you more into it deeper? Uh, it was basically, um, I would do the psychic fairs and in the process I would meet, I have met, had met some people and they said, hey, would you like to try this? And I said, sure, why not? And so that's kind of how I got into it. And uh, like I say, I worked with a group. We called ourselves the Y-Files because at the time the X-Files was on TV and you can't use the same name. So we went WXYZ. Okay, we're, we're the Y-Files. Next letter in the alphabet. And um, we did a lot of stuff. We went, um, we uh, ghost hunted in several of the big mansions in Detroit. Uh, we went to a crop circle that was in the southern part of uh, Michigan. Uh, we went out to Wisconsin to see the white buffalo. Um, we'll see what, uh, just all kinds of things. Very interesting. I didn't even know there was a crop circle that close to there. So you always hear of those being sort of in the UK and stuff, not really this area. Yeah, it did happen. Um, it surprised everyone, and it was an authentic one because the one biologist that was in our group um, knew how to look at the something with the nodes on the way the plants were bent, and he said, "Yep, this is a this is a, a genuine crop circle." So I, I even had experience with that. Yeah, I do believe that's how they tell the difference. They can be either folded over if it's like somebody walking with a plank or they can have certain burns to them or something if it's an authentic circle, I think. Yeah, it had to, the, the, it's the, 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 the node, something with the nodes that are actually, looks like they've been melted and they kind of bend as opposed to having somebody who just completely walked across it and breaking the, the plants into whatever form and what really made me in, uh, believe in them is when I was looking down at the crop circle that I was in, not only were the uh, plants in a direction, but underlying things like uh, there was a feather, uh, a rock, uh, other things that were laying also in the same direction. I thought that most, I thought, okay, these things are real. Yeah, there's different clues that give that away too, right? So you have to investigate that to find out what those are. And that leads yes. back to the investigation process as well. Um, yes. How many buildings and places did you get into once you started going into these different types of places? Was there a lot of areas that you would go to? Uh, not really. We stayed mostly in the Detroit area because, of course, it was easily accessible. And there's all kinds of things out there. Like I said, we... Um, we even went to a restaurant that had strange things happening, like meatballs would literally pop out of the pan, out of a, uh, the pot. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and um, we went to a theater that had the hot and cold running water 
I got to remember this because it's been a long time. But the hot and cold running water would change places. You would turn on the hot water, it would go hot and all of a sudden go cold. You turn on the cold water, it would be cold and all of a sudden it went hot. And um, I don't know if you know the, the story or the traditions of theaters, but there's always a light bulb burning. Well, yeah, I believe they call it a ghost light actually, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the light bulb in this particular place would also change colors very faintly, but you could see the colors. So it was haunted, definitely haunted. And I'm like, okay. So um, what's the one of the biggest places then in your area that you've been to? I know you're telling me about one place specifically. Do you want to talk about that one for a bit? Which one? Uh, the Bruce Mansion, I believe it was. The Bruce Mansion, yes. That is in the thumb of Michigan. It's on one of the main thoroughfares called uh, M53. Uh, it dates back to the late 1800s. Um, one of the stories is that one of the ghosts hangs around there because he is not allowed to go to the light because he had hit somebody with a car, killed them, and is now doomed, or I shouldn't say doomed, but is has to stay at the mansion forever. Um, I've been there. I did a seance there. I've done uh, channeling there. Uh, I've done investigations. Um, there are, and uh, there's a cat that walks around the a ghost cat that walks around the building. Um, let's see what else goes on there. Just all kinds of things. Um, the people that did live there told us that they would hear music from the ballroom that, uh, there was no one in there. It's like, okay. Um, there is several ghosts that walk the grounds and you will see them on occasion. Uh, they love Halloween, obviously. And they will be standing by a tree. You'll go by and you'll see it. And then it's not there. There's nothing there. And uh, they have conducted several um, uh tours during the Halloween period. Uh, there are new owners. I do not know what they are going to be doing, so I can't say, but uh, they do have a website. You can look it up. I believe it's brucematter.com or .org. I'm not sure which. I should have looked that up, but I apologize. Um, but there's a lot of strange things, and it's just not the Bruce Manor, which is at the corner of uh, two big thoroughfares around it probably about a five acre circumference things happen and there's a store with a gas station and apparently strange things happen there too so uh oh i'm sorry um uh my brother is here with his dog and i apologize and uh so there's all kinds of things that go on around there and it is well worth it I do know they are going to be having uh, a Halloween tour, so it's it's open to the public, but I do think you have to call and make reservations. But it is fascinating. There are strange vibrations that go on there. Yeah. Strange vibrations. Yeah, definitely. You were telling me where you live as well. You started in a rural area. So what sort yeah. of strange happenings have happened in your area specifically? Um. Well, uh, we have, we live on a farm. It was originally owned by a man by the name of Jack Scott. 
And Jack and his wife did not have any children. So he kind of took my mother and my uncle under his wing as kind of favorites. And he will wander around the farm. I've seen him in the house several times. Um, and he likes to play jokes. He was a jokester in, in his real life. Like uh, my dad would lay down a tool and it would disappear. Jack, bring it back. And he'd look back and there it was. At a different angle, at a different, you know, but it was back. And um, there are Indian spirits that do wander around here periodically. Um, I think one of the strangest things, I knew something was in the house and we had three cats. And all of a sudden, the one cat is looking. The next thing you know, you see the second and then the third one. They were all tracking something. And I couldn't see what it was, but I knew something was there. I could feel it. So yeah, strange things happen around here. But like you, we were saying before, in rural areas, strange things happen. Yeah, what's one of the most strangest things that even recently has happened in your house? The light bulbs. Um, they, they've been turning off and on in places where we didn't turn them off and on. So, and um, I noticed the, the windows will go up and down also. It's like, didn't you, oh, did you open that? No, I didn't. Okay. So yeah, that, that too, I forgot about that. So, but it's not, I mean, we don't see anything bad or, you know, like um, things out of a movie type thing. We don't see that, but there's just these small, subtle things. And it's very assuring to know that, uh, like my dad is here protecting us. Uh, we have uh, a dog and a couple cats that are here protecting us. So we don't have to worry. Yeah, well, animals, especially, they're very protective and they can sense a lot of things that we can't as well. So it definitely helps to have them around. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I should mention this, but supposedly the Sanilac area, which is the county that I live in, is supposed to have some of the um, higher rates of UFO sightings. So I don't know if that's true or not. So that's a strange thing. Uh, that's weird as well. Um, here on Haunting Live, we just posted recently um, an interview that I did with um, a new show that came out on TNE, and um, it's called Encounter UFO. So if you're interested, anybody can go check that out on TNE as well. So I have a special interview with the executive producer of the show on our Facebook as well. So anybody that wants to can check out some UFO stuff here on Haunting Live. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, but um, it's really interesting that um, you get all that kind of activity. Now, you as a medium, um, do you pick up on all that kind of stuff? Do you pick up on um, alien energy? Do you pick up on elemental energy or just ghost energy? Uh, I do the elemental and I also do the, uh, the ghost energies, in particular the ghost energies. I have not really picked up uh, anything with the uh, aliens. Um, I do believe they exist. Um, I'm not so sure it goes as far as a lot of people say they do, but I do believe they are out there. Um, I wish I could, but that's one I don't. I, I'm sorry, I don't. But ghosts, yeah, uh, I can't, I, I can walk in a house and feel a spirit if there's one there. I don't always tell the people because 
then they freak out. We don't want that. Um, I have been to different historic, oh, Gettysburg, that was the big one. Um, I've been there several times and I always feel like there's a soldier right next to me. Sometimes he's gray and sometimes he's blue. So, and um, when I was at Arlington, that was another place where there's all kinds of spirit. I go to a cemetery and it's kind of like, would you leave me alone? I'm here to mourn, you know? I'm here to say, talk to other people. But uh, yes, I do, uh, the spirit, yes, spirit world, I am really connected with. And how did you develop that connection then? Let's explore that a little bit from your past history. Um, what sort of techniques would you use to communicate with spirit more? Was it just energy or do you use tarot or what type of medium do you use? Yes. <laughs> it started out, when, like I said, with Millie and Sheldon, and they taught me how to do um, the meditations. And so that's how I actually started making connections. Um, once you, your guard is, I don't want to say guard, that's not right. Once your, what's the words I'm looking for? Your, your, your defenses drop and you, you are open to it. That's when everything kind of happens and you, you have to kind of put a, a, a stop sign up to say, wait, 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 wait. You know, I don't need all these people coming at once. And they taught me how to do that. And they taught me how to open to a specific entity uh, that would be called for like in a seance. And uh, from there, I learned from different people. Um, and then when I went with uh, MMS, Michigan Metaphysical Society, uh, they also taught me how to use the pendulum, to use the cards, to use um, even casting the stones I never did get that one. I, I, I'm not very good at that at all. But uh, also just how to do it, like, like I say, when I walk into a house, is there entities here? And I learned how to filter out so that I can pick these up. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I do a similar technique where I use white light and I just spread mm -hmm. that around the property. And whenever there's a blockage, like I don't feel that energy flowing, I know there's mm -hmm. something there. So, yeah. What really is amusing is, um, you know, everybody thinks of ghosts in, the, in this movie mode, if you want to put it that way. Actually, they have quite a sense of humor. <laughs> You know, it's like this one time I was uh, in a home and I kept getting this tonk or this, like a finger tapping me on my head. And it was like, if the answer was yes, it was on one side. And if it was no, it was on the other side. And it's like, you know, you're giving me a headache. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Then it went to the shoulders. <laughs> it's like, okay. So they do have a sense of humor. I uh, totally agree with that. I know we've done different investigations in different areas, cemeteries as well. And, you know, we just start communicating and you get replies back, but they're like either dead accurate replies or they're like funny replies. Like they will, mm -hmm. you can even start telling jokes and they'll get the punchline kind of thing. So we've had that before too. Yes. So they reply I with think, the punchline. 
<laughs> one of the funniest one is, yeah, what are you gonna do? Drop a tree and a tree dropped, fell completely over. I looked at my friend, my friend looked at me and we all left. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Um, the other thing I find interesting is when I go to museums, I have to be very careful because there are spirits attached to a lot of that stuff and they're waiting to talk. And it's like, I don't want to talk. I'm here to enjoy the art. But yes, there are, you know, spirits are everywhere. Yeah. And, um, What's one of the most unusual places then that you've encountered a spirit or a ghost that you weren't expecting? in the shower it's like i turned around and the spirit was there and i'm like no 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 oh sorry and it did it did left <laughs> it was a shock it wasn't what i was expecting because i mean okay you know you go into a building you expect it there you go into a graveyard you expect it there uh, even junkyards, you find them. Their spirit, like you say, and you know, their spirits every, but you just don't expect them to show up in your shower. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. No, you don't want to show Anyway, here I am trying to cover myself. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this is a spirit. Uh, yeah, Hospital. you don't want a spirit ghost, uh, shower ghost uh, joining you there. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like, this is my time. <laughs> bye bye. Yes. <laughs> Well, because of, you know, what had happened that time, that's where I started working with another um, teacher, a spiritual teacher who helped me uh, to put up the defenses, the white light type thing. And it did help. No more showers. Well, that's the thing, too. That's one thing we actually try to teach clients that we have as well when we go into investigation work. Um, you probably do this, too, is you go in and to give people the homeowner empowerment right you have to tell them right. how to handle the situation once you leave because once you leave they're still there with it so one thing that we try to tell people to do is that either practice white light if they know how to do that or number two we tell them okay well treat that spirit like a child you know you have to lay down the boundaries you have to lay down the rules of the house so to speak so say you can talk to me between these hours of the day but not these hours of the day or something and right it might right. sound stupid as you're doing it but it actually does work it does work um I'll never forget the one. Um, she was very religious. Um, there were Bibles, rosaries, all kinds of religious type things. And I says, you've got all this stuff there, use it. And um, I got back, she got back with me about, oh, I would say about three or four months later. And she says, I found a rosary that my mother had given me. And every time they start getting a little rambunctious, I pull out that rosary and I said, I'll say the, the Hail Mary and I will tell them, my mother's going to come and get you. Comes right down. <laughs> so it does work. It does work. It totally does. Um, what other type of training and your background do you have for protection? Like, what do you recommend to people when they're doing this kind of work? What have you found well, that's effective? When I was teaching my class, I said that you do have to say a protection because you are opening yourself up so that you can get the message from spirit world. I say there are two things that you can say that are the most powerful prayers. The first one is the Lord's Prayer. You don't have to say it out 
you know, drag it out. You just do a quick Lord's Prayer. And the other one is the um, 23rd Psalm. And I, I prefer the Lord's Prayer. It's because I can never remember the whole thing, the whole, the, the Psalm. And um, I, as you do this, you put the white, you draw the white, you draw the white light down to you, the God light. And then go from there and just keep it around you. Um, I did have an experience with someone and they said they could, the, the white light didn't work. I says, all right, put on armor. So I've used that on occasion too, where you literally put on spiritual armor of light. It works. Um, Is that sort of the same thing as putting a bubble around you? So some people say you put a bubble of white light around your body and that kind of grounds you. Yeah, it is. It's the same sort of thing. But, you know, one of the things, okay, my profession, my professional career is a graphic artist. I've always been in the arts. And one of the things I learned is what is called creative imagination or creative, creative imaging. And you can use that with putting the, the white light around you. Like I said, this gentleman, the first time I encountered this, this gentleman said, the white light just doesn't work. There's gotta be something else. And I said, well, all right. In, in talking with him, I discovered that he had certain, he, he liked studying war stuff. So I said, all right, put on armor. And he said, whenever he get, he came back and he told me that what he sees is this suit of gold this like an, a gold armor but as soon as he touches it it turns to light and it surrounds him um another person that i talked with was really into horses and cowboy sort of stuff so i said all right put a corral around you with the horses guarding you worked for him I, you know, I don't, I don't try, I try and use something that connects with the people. Most people connect with the white light, but you get that odd person that doesn't. So using my background in graphics is kind of like I pull the art aspect of it and, you know, whatever works, works. Well, that's just it too. I think a lot of it, we talk about, you know, what you put into it is what you get out of it, especially in the paranormal field. Like your intuition, oh, yeah. your intuition and intent is everything. So um, if you go on investigation, expecting to provoke and get like demons after you and stuff like this, I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. So, but if you go into investigation with an open mind and you protect yourself, you'll probably have a much better experience. Well, the protection is extremely important, but I would say as, as almost is. As important also is the open mind. Um, I think that's one of the things that saddens me the most is that people, you mentioned tarot. Oh, that's evil. No, it's not. I do paranormal. Oh, that's evil. No, it's not. You know, it's what you, and it's like, you've got to have that open mind or it shuts you down. And you meet some of these people and it's like, I, I can only just shake my head. As I said, I'm in a small community and I was telling you about the hub, which is a group of paranormal in, interested people. Uh, some of them are very adept, others are not quite as adept. And we would have meetings and we were 
we would also hold psychic fairs, okay? There were people in our town that were marching in front because we were harbingers of evil. And it's like, oh dear God. What was even funnier or more ironic is one of the people that does the readings went to that pastor's church. I just have to laugh. I just have to laugh. Yeah, I don't get that either. But so, But that's a small town. Yeah, it's a small town, but it's all over the place too. Like you get that even in bigger cities too. You'll just get those people that want to cause trouble and it's like, you know, yeah. like, mind your own business and ignore what we're doing. Do your stuff. Well, you know, um, it, it, one of the things that I find with involved with the paranormal is you do get that religious crossover into it. And one of the things I just recently got into a discussion because I said, you know, I, I do this, I do this. And I said, actually, what, and he looked at me and he says, well, what you're doing is no different than what the saints used to do in the Catholic church. Like, I never thought of that. And it's true, you know, okay, so you do it in the name of religion, it's okay, but you do it as a, a natural phenomenon, people get all bent out of shape. But I have learned to deal with it, and you just kind of take the next step and walk away. Yep, so um, let's, before we let you go here today, just one final question for you, Eva. But thank you so okay. much for taking time out and being here with us. Thank you for Live. having me. I had a delightful time. Yeah, it's wonderful having you, and especially having another person from the U.S. as well. So <laughs> that's always good. Um, my final question, though, for you before we let you go is um, something I usually ask people, and that's just, have you been up to anything during the pandemic? And um, have you guys I'm, been... Could you give it to me again? You were breaking up. Sure, no problem. Have you been up to anything during the pandemic, like um, working on any projects or that you want to talk about? Any projects? Yeah, have you been up to anything lately? Uh, no. Uh, the pandemic has shut me down completely. Um, the hub has not met because of that. Um, I am, Oh, I guess there is a project. I am working with a young man, um, <clears throat> excuse me, who does, um, is also a reader but he does physical type things, medical type things. And he has some problems and I have some physical limitations and we are trying to set up so we can work together. And um, it's been interesting. That's, I, I, that's all I'm going to say for right now because I don't know how far it's gonna go. This young man has been in the hospital most of the summer, so. I don't know how far, but he's still interested in doing it. So that's the latest project. And um, I am also working with some people from the hub, uh, our former group, and we're trying to get it to get back together so we can start having regular meetings. So that's taking some of my time. Yeah, hopefully you can, uh, during the downtime, sort of plan and organize for the future kind of thing and get some ideas together. And when it's ready, you guys can meet back up. And you're more than welcome to come join us. <laughs> We'd love to once we can get down there. <laughs> <laughs> Our border is still closed, I believe, to enter. I so, know, yeah. I know. Sally has asked me to come over different times, and it's like we get just to the point where it's time to get there, and they yeah. shut the borders down again. 
And unfortunately, it looks like here in Ontario anyway, it's going the wrong way again as well. So we're up to over 700 cases today. So Yes, ours is over 5,000 in this area. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in fact, like I was telling, uh, I was supposed to go to a, a wedding and several of the, a lot of the family came up from uh, Florida and my all three of my doctors said, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> so Not I that happen, no. <laughs> I don't need that, no. but. Um, Can't take the chance at that right now. Uh, I will say this, um, take it as a, a prediction, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I see that the, um, I've been asked several times and I don't think we're going to see the end of this within anytime soon. I think it's going to run for about five years because there's still something out there that's not been found. Okay. Sort of in the means of something worse than we're dealing with or as in a cure? I'm sorry? Something worse than we're dealing with now or more of a cure that's not found yet or? More of a cure that's not found yet. There will, There is another vaccine out there that they haven't, either they haven't released or they're still working on to release. And I think you will see that within the next two years. Um, yeah, next two years. Well, let's hope for the best. Hope that does happen. I know they're talking about booster shots and that kind of thing. So hopefully that'll be a part of a booster or something later on. But um, thank you very much for taking your time and being here, Eva. I appreciate it very much. Not a problem. It was I... wonderful having you and learning about what you do. So... I enjoyed every minute of it, and um, I'm here anytime. <laughs> oh, definitely. We'll have you back. I'm sure you have lots of more stories to share. So um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, and we'll talk to you later. Have a great week. You do. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And that was Eva joining us all the way from uh, Brown City, Michigan in the U.S. And she's a medium down there and uh, talking today about what she does and uh, her work as a medium and also her experiences as a paranormal investigator. So um, thank you so much for her joining us here on Haunting Live podcast this week. And yes, we are on YouTube this week. We're live right now. So thank you very much for joining us here on YouTube. Uh, we normally are on Facebook Live. But uh, there were some technical issues. Uh, wasn't creating a post and things for us today for some reason. So we apologize for that. But we will post this video up onto our social media. Get it up on Facebook once we're done here today with you guys. But just before we do let you go, um, we may take this time to say thank you for following us. We appreciate you guys following us. We know this has been a bunch of new people lately on especially Facebook side of things and growing a little bit more on subscribers on YouTube as well. So don't forget to share our work, subscribe on YouTube and like us and follow us on Facebook to get notifications over there as well because we're normally on Facebook when we do live. Um, we normally post to YouTube later on on the premiere where you guys can catch it if you miss a live show on Facebook. Of course, if you miss both of those, you can listen to the podcast apps later on as well. So... Definitely, we're out there. Uh, share our work and let us know what you think about it. Um, before we do let you guys go, though, we have a few announcements we do want to talk about. Uh, first announcement is we do have Ghost of the Queens tickets still available. We are hosting our first post-pandemic event, or hopefully post. Um, depends if we go back into full lockdown or not by October, but we are hosting a Halloween event 
at the Queen's Inn in Stratford, uh, Stratford, Ontario. You can check it out under our website, under hauntedipodcast.com. Tickets are 140 for the whole weekend. It's a two-day event. You get a dinner Friday night, speeches Friday. Our special guest is Mary Ann Kennedy, uh, Ghost of Dufferin County and Beyond TV show. She will be there talking, and we'll be talking as well. So you can check us out Friday night with a free dinner. And then also there are workshops Saturday afternoon and morning, and uh, you can learn some new things with us here at Haunting Live, as well as the Queen of Ooga Booga. She will be there as well. That's Sally Diane. And um, on Saturday night, there is a ghost hunt and a seance to end the evening. So uh, worth checking that out. It's a full two-day event. And uh, we recommend you stay directly at the Queen's Inn Hotel as well. That way you can join us for the whole weekend. Um, but I said tickets are available and check out our website for those, which is hauntedlightpodcast.com. But um, other event that we have to announce here today is uh, we will be going away soon on a trip and we will be traveling all the way to Thunder Bay, Ontario. And we will be meeting people up in Thunder Bay. So if you're looking forward to seeing us in person or meeting us or asking us any questions, we are holding a free in-person event uh, that's going to be held in Thunder Bay on September 11th at 11 o'clock in the morning. And that will be at the LPH grounds in Thunder Bay. So check us out there. That event is also posted on our, our website as well as our Facebook. Uh, check out our events under hauntedlightpodcast.com. Otherwise, um, don't forget that Chris here at Haunted Life Podcast does readings on angel readings, and he can be seen right here on his YouTube channel, Divine Angel Readings, and check out those every Saturday around 8 o'clock, I think it is. And um, he will be able to give you a free reading through the angels. So check that out. That's under Haunted Life Podcast as well. And check out Divine Angel Readings from Chris. And... That's about all we have for you guys here today, but um, we are going to also do one more thing before we leave here today, you guys on YouTube. Um, We are going to start doing a contest every single week. We have opened up a new section on our Facebook that we want you guys to check out and leave comments on. It's called the reviews page. So we are looking for you guys to start leaving reviews. And if you leave a review for us under our Facebook, we will actually give you guys a contest winner each and every week. We'll pick a name out of all the reviews that get posted that week. And we will give you a free item from our merch store. We don't know what that item will be. We will announce that here next week so start leaving some reviews for us we'll pick a winner and we will announce the winner and the prize next week right here on haunting life podcast but uh have a great weekend guys that's all we have for you today um thank you so much for following us on social media don't forget to post like and share don't forget to subscribe to our youtube or listen later on the podcast apps we'll get this posted shortly for you guys have a great and safe weekend try to stay cool it is a scorcher here today where we are we're going to try to stay cool this evening and uh, see how things go but thanks for watching here on youtube and we'll have it posted up to facebook shortly here tonight thank you guys take care